I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. And welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 187. 187 on a motherfucking pod. There we are. Um, <laughs> and we're having... Mr. Malash just drove off the road right now with that <laughs> reference. Uh, nobody else. So a bunch of people didn't get it. Zero. Zero other people. No, but that's okay. Deep cover. Snoop and Dre. Come on. See? We're nerdy about all kinds of different things here. All the things. Um, if you'd like to listen to the 186-ish other episodes. All the ways we're nerdy. We've been nerdy so many ways over 186 episodes. So many. Like, ways we're, we're even surprised about? Yeah. 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 There have been so many battles over things that you couldn't think two people could battle about over nerdy stuff. But oh, was fu- oh fucking. Mm, we don't need to. We don't need to. We don't need to. I was walking to work the other night. I know exactly what this is about. In the snow. <laughs> And I was like, mm. and he sent me a message and it was like, really? Snow's mm. better. Really? Snow's better than really? cold. You wouldn't just walk straight to the bus with that with little impediment. No. And you know what I sent you? Mm. You remember? I don't remember. Uh, it was a gif of someone just I, swimming yeah. into the snow. I don't think I gave a fuck what you had to say because you were wrong. I am I not hear wrong. It. You know, everybody agrees with me. You may have apples. You're all stupid. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got weather. I've got, I've got apples. Kate's got weather. If you want to chart all of the, the epic history of these battles that we've had. You can go to SoundCloud.com slash GeekDownPod. That's where the show lives. But it don't matter. You don't need to do that. No. At this point, wherever you get your audio content, that's where we live. You search GeekDownPod. You hit subscribe. And every subsequent week, your man. Chauncey, Fastilic is the third GeekDown Internet elf. We'll bring those episodes directly to your device and just bam. Yeah, but like gently. Gently. Delicately. Firmly, but gently. It's- more pressure than pain. Well, I mean, you have to have like a firm hand for these things, but you can also be like nice about it. Chauncey Frostilicus just wants you to be comfortable while he does his thing. Yeah, which is deliver the geek down pot. Boy, is it. <laughs> if you have any questions about how that operates, there's a few ways you can get at us. Primarily Twitter. I just tweeted the reveal yeah. of Caitlin McKinnon's final form. Yeah. The, the much talked about the much hyped mm-hmm. and friends you'll see the photos yeah and you'll be like oh but to be in the presence of it yeah to watch it all come together the delight in which i take in <laughs> in looking like a librarian an old lady librarian god just the chain just blanking out her, oh, yeah. her chain heavy y'all yeah her chain heavy oh my god i would if i was a rapper this is my chain this <laughs> that is your my, chain yeah just get you diamond diamond crusted glasses chain yeah oh my god take it's, call jacob we need this done call ben baller it'd be it'd be so heavy <laughs> like I, I said your chain heavy yeah so it's twitter instagram at geek dump pod I, I neglected the instagram again because it's really just well no i gave it to you that's right i gave you the socials this week oh was i supposed to do instagram i mean yeah sometimes i was oh, trying to get back god. on the instagram Sorry. train but i can do that i can make it up <laughs> we'll make it up i'll throw something on there yeah uh instagram or facebook she doesn't want to do it. Okay, fuck it. No, I, sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't. It's the old mall. I'm feeling 
disenchanted with all social media right now? All social media right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That may come up later. Interesting. Okay. Put a put a pin in that, kiddo. Boop. <laughs> pin. That's my pin sound. Come Boop. B- come back to that. If you would like to help this endeavor financially, we would greatly appreciate it. We always do. We cherish every donation and every contribution made to keeping the ship afloat. Go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Find out how you can contribute monthly or, or, or if you really are like, you know what? I can't do commitment. We get it. We understand. It's hard. I'm a millennial. (laughs) I'm somewhere between Gen X boomers and. Aren't you, aren't you Gen X? I'm like right on the cusp. Like I was born right at what they say the end of Gen X. They did, they did delineate my generation. It's like a five year span between like. Right. Millennials and I guess it depends on like if you're rural, depending on what you were like, what your teenagehood was like. Gen X, I feel, was like creeping right up on. Like if you were Gen X, you were like in college when like Nirvana hit and I was in like the 10th grade. So oh, okay. I was right at the yeah. right skirt in it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, ko-fi.com. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more of this stuff and support us talking about whether we're, you know, Gen X or... Or millennials, or where our demographic lies. We're gonna just make up our own. We're geek downers. We are. We are geek downers. Listen, we're geeky dees. None of the none of the broad stroke classifications no. of our supposed generations really apply. So no, I mean some of them do because we're fucking weirdos. <laughs> There's that. So yeah, uh, whatever that generation is. Anyway, yeah, the weirdo generation. Buy us a coffee. Three bucks. Yeah, that's all. As little or as much as you want. Kate. Yes. How was your week? Oh, that's all right. How's <laughs> wedding planning? <sighs> okay, so here's the problem. Okay. I already had decided that I'm not getting a classic wedding dress. Okay. It'll be a wedding dress. It'll probably be white, but only because I look amazing in white. Um, wow. Like, I really do. Um, people are like, damn, you look good in white. Um, damn, son. Though it might be dark blue. Like, those are sort of the colors I'm thinking that's of. That's a... <laughs> well, whatever. Like That's a gamut. I'm, I suppose. Like, I, I'm not... Might be white. Might be dark blue. Might be, uh, you know, taupe. I don't know. Might <laughs> not be... taupe. I look terrible Might taupe. be polka dots. I don't know where... Not polka dots. <laughs> I'm not doing polka dots. Don't look good in polka dots. Anyway... So, but the problem is, is all these people who are like, when you buy a wedding dress, apparently you're supposed to do it like basically immediately. Like you, you get engaged to, or you ask someone to marry you, or you both decide, and immediately you're supposed to be in like a dress store buying a dress. <laughs> but that's for dresses that are like really elaborate and beautiful and have like beading and mm-hmm. lace because you have to get all these changes made and they need to order it and... I'm literally hoping to either buy it online, go to a store and buy it off the rack, or have it made. And I know having it made, you still need to do some planning. But people don't, I think, realize that I'm looking for something a little bit simpler. Yeah. It's not a full-length dra- dress. It's something called T-length. Um, and we know how much I love tea. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't need to do it right away. And everyone just keeps on being like, have you got your dress yet? You need a dress. You need a dress. You need to get it now. Well, I know this person named Anna, and she had to get her dress like 10 months ahead of time. And I'm like, whoa. Like, at the same time as I'm being like, no, it's fine, there's a part of me that's like, oh, God, I haven't got my dress. I'm fucked. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now. That's probably the thing I'm most focused on at the moment. Um, 
But other than that, it's going well. That's what I'm planning for you, really. I mean, I feel like I'm disappointing people. Because they, so. they really want to, like, me to do the wedding thing. Where your, like, life is consumed by wedding for, like, the year leading up to it. Oh, that ain't your girl. No. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm more concerned about, like, is Picard going to be good? <laughs> like, I'm... These are my real concerns Real here. concerns. The wedding will sort itself. It's It'll be fine. fine. I mean, I've already told Jordan he couldn't take a video of, you know, all these terrible white people dancers. Um, except for my sister, who's fantastic at dancing. Um, and he can't post it on Instagram. Oh, so I have an open invitation to take all the film of your sister. I mean, if she's okay with it, she'll probably be a little weirded out. Um, get at me, Fiona. I'll be all right. No, don't hate on my sister. Um, anyway. You said I couldn't make fun of the music and I couldn't take videos. You said nothing about not hitting on your sister. Well, you might have a date with you, so that would be awkward. Maybe. Uh, anyways, also her, her, you know, husband's like terrifying. In a good way. I really like it. He's very nice to me. Uh, anyway, so that is sort of what's going on. Um, so I'm sorry to anyone out there who I'm disappointing by, like, not having updates for wedding stuff. <laughs> Everyone's been very kind. They've been like, what can I help with? I don't really have anything right now. Um, probably soon it's going to be a lot of crafting, making a lot of the decorations ourselves. Oh, boy. So I'm going to give you a stack of paper. Construction and be like, paper chains for everyone. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be like, <laughs> please fold these stars. You know, just while you're watching something on TV, just fold away. I need a thousand. <laughs> Popcorn and cranberry threads for... Oh, yeah. Like, basically. Like, <laughs> basically. Anyways. So, yeah. That's... that's Thank you for asking. That's how it's going. Uh, the, pe- the people are interested. Yeah. People want to hear about your life. Yeah. I mean, I just... I guess there's, you know, such a production with it. But like I said, more importantly, Picard and Discovery. <laughs> well, well, we'll dart about here and there, but I, I asked... Uh, I asked the most consistent man on earth who I work with. Yeah. Because if he was watching Picard. Yeah. And he said, yeah. I said, how is it? He's like, it's really weird hearing F-bombs drop in Star Trek every once in a while. And I went, what? Because I forgot that that happens sometimes. Completely agree. I actually think it's unnecessary. Like, I I think. Jean-Luc Picard was like, you cocksucker. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. But it is very strange, and I think you fucking Borg. I think it doesn't need it. I think it's like that one season of Community where they were on Yahoo only, yeah. And the dean called Abed fucking weird, and I was like, eh, yeah, don't need it. We, it doesn't. It doesn't need the writing. Doesn't need it. It's a. It's fine if it's occasional. Mm. Um, like once every third episode, someone drops like a f bomb or like crap or like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but. That's how I would be. You'd see me in the back and I'd like press the wrong button and something got shit. injected into the core. And I'd be like, shit, Jordy, I need your help. The fucking dilithium crystals. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. I didn't have my glasses. <laughs> how do you not have your glasses? They're attached to a chain around your neck. Um. Uh, it turns out the chain's an alien. Um, anyways, that's my that's my favorite part of Star Trek. You can have that one for free, Shaman. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with that statement. It is very strange. It's not needed. Um, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Otherwise, how's Picard going? Oh, well, I actually, we haven't watched the third episode. No. Senior correspondent was like, can we please watch Picard? And I was like, uh, I have to watch the stuff for the show. And he was like, there was like this moment. He was like, okay. <laughs> He's so sad, but he won't, he's very kind. He won't watch it without me. So yeah. So 
So he's waiting patiently. I have to watch just the garbage anime for the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, well, friends, we, we it seems like we lament it every every week at mm-hmm. this time of year. There really ain't much out there in the world of news. It's not con season. No. Things are wrapping up, but there's not really any like news per se. I mean, the Oscars are tonight, but meh. Are they? Yeah. God, I didn't. You know how much I don't care about the Oscars? <laughs> how much? I thought they'd already happened. <laughs> Award season is so fucking long at this point, like that. It doesn't, it's it's long and it doesn't matter. I mean, the problem is it matters financially yeah. to the industry, but it doesn't matter to me. It shouldn't matter because it's not, it's not people rating the best movies. It's... It's people who are rating some of the movies they've seen. They're not required to see any of the movies. They just vote. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Grammys. I was listening to Jackass et al. on Mm -hmm. the New York Times. (laughs) Debrief the Grammys. Um, Again, just a fantastic parade of shitting and pushback on Cara Monica. Every time the yeah. whole crew gets together and they just shit on Cara Monica. You're like, like, that's the best. Those are the ones I live for. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like talking about what the makeup is like and like the the criteria to be like a member of the Record- Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences or right. whatever. It's like you could have engineered some Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young records in 1975. Yeah. And now you're voting on whether or not you think Billie Eilish is the best new artist. Like you don't know what yeah. Fucking thing. Do you know who Lil Nas X is? Are you going to talk about Roddy Rich being bit? No, you don't know who any of these fucking people are. You're going to yeah. be like, I think I saw her once. Boop. Like, I think it should be a requirement. I think you should have to see every movie. There's not that many of them. Or see like a certain number of movies. And you have to see like a certain number or list, sorry, rather to listen to a certain number, number of albums. Um, I, how can you really vote on something that is the best? It's like voting for a can, all the candidates if in an election, if you don't know who anybody else is or anyone is, it's like when, um, they have this issue with, uh, school trustees because it like comes right. up at the same time. Nobody as, knows who anyone is. No, because like, I don't have kids. Why would I know? It's not something that's really brought up in the news. You just think you're voting for a, your counselor or, you know, for the, um, uh, mayor, you know, <laughs> you're like, Oh shit. School trustees. Like I literally sat at a voting booth once and looked up every school trustee and there was like 10 of them. Way they, to slow the whole process I down. Know, Kate. I didn't want to just vote. You do your fucking them. research before you go to the polling station. I didn't realize it was my first time voting for a tr- I didn't realize it was a thing that you voted for when you're like not a parent or don't have a kid in school <laughs> or like, you know, it's just a weird thing that came up anyways, but I was determined to like figure out who I thought was the best candidate. And you can't do that if you don't know anything about things. Interesting point of fact. So, you know, the uh, the the hottest take on The Ringer recently posited on one of their episodes that the King's Speech besting social network for Best Picture that year mm-hmm. is the greatest travesty in the history of the Best Picture Oscar. They don't think it's Crash? Winning over... uh... Some hard pushback regarding Crash, but the take was more like Fincher not getting that Oscar Mm -hmm. derailed his movie career. Okay. Because the shine of being an Academy Award winning director or being the director of a Best Picture would have like made it easier for him to get more capital going forward and do other things like... 
Like the guy who directed yeah. the King speech brought us cats, which I am positive will live on in infamy many other ways. <laughs> right. And is now like basically guaranteed to be your like edibles midnight showing like <laughs> <laughs> peyote right. trip. Like, yeah. And there's a place for those. Yeah, absolutely. But like now Fincher goes on and he does, you know, he kind of does Mindhunter and he does like. Mm, but we got Mindhunter. <laughs> we, we got Mindhunter. He does, um, you know, he doesn't really do House of Cards, but he kind of like produces House of Cards. Right. He does Mindhunter, but like he really hasn't done a movie since. Yeah. And like nothing the guy who did the King speech has done is going to be like canonized as much as like Zodiac or Seven. I actually, or, I didn't realize that. See, again, don't care about the Oscars. Didn't realize the King speech won. Yeah. Um. And there's actually, I, I wish I knew her name off by heart, but of course I don't. There's someone on YouTube who does these really great um, explanations mm. of why a movie has won. Usually, like, we're talking, like, the 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. Why an actress won over another actress or what was going on sort of, like, politically and in film and sort of at that time. Really, really interesting. Um, and I'm going to give Jordan the link or I'll post it. I can do that. I can just post you it. You have all the access. Oh my girl. god, I have all the power. I got the pa- Oh no, I forgot that I had all the power and now I know I have all the power. Um so I'm going to post it. Get ready for them hot Fletcher memes coming to all your Ooh. socials. Oh yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure in a bunch of uh episodes she also wears a glasses chain. There we are. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I'll post it because it's really interesting and I'm sure she talks about some modern stuff as well. So for anyone who like me just doesn't care but is sort of interested in those politics and the other movies they were up against. Um yeah. Also surprised to no one. Mm-hmm. Never seen the social network. I've also never seen the social network. Maybe she network. Wa- maybe she watched the social network. Maybe we should. Should we watch the social network, guys? You can let us know. Is it worth it? Is it worth our time? Are you all screaming for us to have watched the social network? Maybe. Speaking of things we watch instead of movies. Yeah. That being Netflix. Can't survive without it. Seems like every every week we have some sort of Netflix update. We also know that Netflix is notoriously tight-fisted with just any information, be it financials or ratings yeah. or things like that. I think the last thing I heard was like, basically, if you start something for two seconds, it counts as a rating, like you watched it. <laughs> Um, I mean, okay. But here's an interesting sort of thing that, mm-hmm. uh, that came out, uh, this week. Netflix, uh, revealed a number of things they have taken down at the request of world governments. Oh, really? Yes. So, uh, they listed nine takedowns it's received between 2015 and February, 2020. Okay. Beginning in 2021, Netflix will list these takedowns annually. Oh, so, in 2015, Netflix compi- complied with the New Zealand film and video body to remove The Bridge. The film is classified as objectionable in the country. I don't know what The Bridge is, but... We're going to look that up now, now though. <laughs> um, in 2017, uh, Vietnam wanted Full Metal Jacket taken down. No surprise there. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, Netflix complied with the German Commission for Youth Protection to remove Night of the Living Dead. Really? Interesting. Okay. Um, a lot of, like... Singapore requests for like drug related things. Okay. Singapore wanted something called Cooking on High, The Legend of 420, and Disjointed taking down. Um, this is the first one that kind of like got out there, which I think led to them revealing more, which was uh, last year Netflix complied with the Saudi Communication and Info Technology Commission to remove one episode of Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. Actually, the one that flagrantly um, attacked Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that makes sense. 
2020, Netflix compi- complied with Singapore again to remove The Last Hangover. Weird. Singapore really doesn't like controlled substances, y'all. No, apparently not. They do not. I mean, it's just interesting. It's not really, like, surprising, per no. se, that these things happen, but just interesting to see what does not fly, fly out there. Yeah. Um, All the other news that's out there, y'all probably already know. I mean, we had our Super Bowl reveals. We had our our the interesting thing of Disney Plus being like, hey... Come on back. Yeah, please. You mean you finished The Mandalorian. But we have other things. You ain't got kids, but we're, we're going to get more. Come I, on back. I know you're not all like Caitlin and want to watch just Disney films forever. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp 2, stay tramping. <laughs> Man, I wish. I actually don't like Lady and the Tramp. Those Siamese cats always made me angry and also racism. <laughs> so much racism. <laughs> so, so much racism. Is any of that weird? No. No, Song of the South is not on there. People, no. people looked. They specifically, I saw an article specifically about like Song of the South, what it was about. I, I've never seen it. Um, I doubt my mother would let me be. I mean, I mean, obviously it's horribly racist, but yeah. I feel like, I feel like with a like title card over it, like I don't, explanatory title card mm-hmm. or like throw a fucking 20 minute feature right at the end of it or something or before it to like explain contextualize it or talk about where the Br'er Rabbit stories came from and I things think, like that. Like, I think that's great. I think that's a good idea. I think, uh, I think beforehand, even two children just talking mm. about like what this is and why people consider it racist, but that would be educational and people don't like that anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think these, sh- these things should be erased per se. Agreed. So there was a big thing about, um, the adventures of Tom Sawyer, um, mm. and how right, where they take the N word, the N word and they, replace it with slave and i'm like no 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 this is a teaching moment about like why this word is so bad and why we don't say this word even when we're talking about the word Mm. like why have we just sort of like deleted it from our vocabulary by and large um and i think it's really important to still see it in literature and then like reflect on why this is wrong uh, same way that we reflect on why men are terrible at writing women. Um, anyways, just had to throw that in there. Wow. Um, I do have a couple things. What do you have? I've got uh, one that Die Number 2 is out. It is. Die is a graphic novel that um, Jordan gave me on the show. Um, it was fantastic. It was in Watcherama, was it? It was the reading I portion of Watcherama one Oh, yeah, that's year. right. Yeah. Um, and, or you, I guess you brought it and we, and we read it. Yeah. Um, and I have, I gave the first one to senior correspondent Chris because it was sort of based on, on Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And other things as well um, that I thought he'd really love. He adored it and immediately was like, is there more? Uh, where's the story go? And number two is just coming out. So good timing. Um, and if you've watched it, or, or sorry, if you have read it and liked it, it's out now. So please go get it. Have at it. Um, apparently, Baby Yoda is the most pre-ordered uh, Funko Pop of all time. Really? Not surprising, I would say. Still no Janeway. <laughs> Funko Pop released a, a while ago. Released. Um, I was going to do it to this, but I didn't want to be disrespectful, and it's not. It was. It's not never meant that way. They released an Australian firefighter Funko Pop right, with right, like right. A, a koala, and I wanted to be like, still no Janeway, but I was like, not the time, Caitlin, not the time. Pick your spots, Caitlin. Seriously, but there's a minute I was like, oh, is it possible? Yeah, that there are likeness rights involved, and maybe Mulgrew doesn't want it. But there's nobody else from from Voyager. 
and there's nothing from DS9. No Voyager at all. Or DS9. No, no Voyager or hmm. DS9 at all. Hmm. Which seems bizarre. There's literally like six of Spock, one of them being Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory dressed up as Spock. Blech. Right? Like that that's how frustrated I am. Um, they have some TNG ones, but not even the full cast. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where is my Chief O'Brien? That's a Funko Pop I want to own. Janeway and Chief O'Brien. Girl, you might just have to start getting customs done. I don't like the customs. They don't look right. Anyways. <laughs> um, finally, um, sort of just an interesting thing, because I had just been talking about this to senior correspondent Chris. Um, there is an actress named Britt Marling. Yes. Um, she is best known for uh, being on a series called OA. Mm-hmm. Um, she's actually the co-creator of the series, and uh, she has an essay in the New York Times about strong female leads. And basically, um, it's about how she she actually comes from, like, Wall Street or something like that. Like, she was in finance, and, like, at, like, 24 or 25, she went to go do movies, or she'd been um, auditioning for movies in that time. Mm. And... Um, Initially, she was getting a lot of characters that were like the the mom or the um, wife or the assistant. And then it sort of changed and she started getting these strong female leads. And then she realized there was a problem with that, which is the strong female leads were not strong because of their compassion or their problem solving or their emotional intelligence, but because they had a gun and boobs. Um, and though that is okay, it seems to be the only type of what we think of strong female character. And I was just talking about this because um, I occasionally watch someone on YouTube who does basically like looks at historical movies and says whether they're accurate or not. Right. And one of the things he grapes about it's in every, it seems, historical movie, there's always a woman with a sword. And he's like, yes, there were w- women who fought, but they also had other really important roles. A lot of them were the power behind the throne. Um, A lot of them were really good negotiators, um, that they were great at bargaining and mediating, um, that they had their own skills in their own way. Um, And we don't sort of see enough of that for either women or men, right? Mm -hmm. It's women can only be strong if they are in some way being physically strong like a man would be. You gotta punch someone in the face. Exactly. And though I personally love that kind of role, I'm also not given a role where you have like a super awesome negotiator or someone with very high emotional intelligence who can sort of work out a situation. Um, So anyways, it's an interesting essay, interesting read. I would definitely go to the New York Times and read it. Um, you always let us know what you think. But anyway, that's sort of some news right there. And yeah, because I, I do feel like I would love to see some more just shows in general that are not about making war, but about making peace. About how that situation can be fraught with tension and interest and just can be in its own way, a really wonderful, interesting, engaging story. It doesn't just always have to be about, you know, blowing shit up and punching people. As much as I like that. We know how much I like violence. I'm not saying anything's wrong with, you know, lots of violence and shooting people and blood everywhere. But also, in some way, once we have shows that show 
people and how they make peace, maybe that will start to change the world and we won't think violence is our only answer. Right, Jordan? Yes. Violence is not the only answer. It's just the best answer. <laughs> for Sometimes for entertainment value, yes. But in certain cases, sometimes um, peacemaking can be entertaining. Who wants to talk about porn? I do. We know that. <laughs> violence and porn. This is what the show is about. <laughs> Basically. So, at one point, I was uh, go- falling down a hole. <laughs> Porn joke. Um, <laughs> looking up some of the voice actresses uh, in Waifu World 2. Okay, yeah. And there was one, I can't remember what her name was. She, vo- she voices Tomoe Yoko something. And I was just looking at her like, because I've mentioned this to Kate off mic before. It's like, I'm fascinated by especially the actresses who are in the group Afterglow, because apparently they are all so busy. Mm-hmm. They did a magazine shoot once, and they had 15 minutes to do it, because y- yes. that's how busy they are. To get all five of them in a room on the same day, mm-hmm. there's like 15 minutes to get it done. Yeah. And like it was a huge thing last weekend, where they're like, they appeared at their first event on mass. Right. One of these things where they just kind of like tell jokes and read little skits and you know, <laughs> do whatever. Japan is a weird voice actor culture, but... Yeah. Anyway, I was kind of taken with her. She was a little older. She's a very beautiful woman. I was like, what else has she done? And I'm flipping through. It's like, she got anything this season? And she was on one thing in the 2020 season. Yep. Something called Interspecies Reviewers. Mm-hmm. I went, what the hell is that called? And I looked it up and I went, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. No, God, please, no. Fucking Japan. Um, how shall we describe this? Um, I will. I Trash will, fire? Well, I mean, Yes. But I will um, just go by what the, the, the manga is out there and has shown up. I've seen it at Major Canadian Retailer. Right. Interspecies reviewers. Uh, beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder, from elves to succubi to cyclopses and more. The interspecies reviewers rate the red light delights of all manner of monster girls. The only thing is, they can never agree on which species is the hottest. So it's about a couple of dudes who go around fucking monster prostitutes, right. monster girl prostitutes, and then reviewing yeah. them. Right. Someone thought this should be made into an anime mm-hmm. and put on television mm-hmm. for people to watch. So what has been happening this week is that apparently companies and streaming services who either didn't know or didn't initially care what this show was <laughs> have seen it and gone, oh my. But I think it's important to underline why they're saying, oh my, So or Oh, no. I have never seen a frame of this, nor will I. I love good trash. Yeah. And one day, just for SNGs, I probably will give Kate Monster Musume just to see what happens. Great. It's just jiggly. It's just a bunch of jiggle. That's all it is. It's a lot of jiggle. But, and that one does still have the same problem where, like, you say you have your buxom, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's always one character that skews a little bony, small-chested. If you squint. Mm. It's a child. It's a child. Uh, allegedly, 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 because you know I haven't seen it, and I'm not going to, uh, interspecies reviewers really leans into this, where maybe, you know, a 500-year-old succubi looks like an 8-year-old. Yeah. Or something. I'm speculating. I don't know. But looks like a child. Right. And this is why, like, I mean, to go back to our old favorite, the worst thing I saw on Twitter one week, (laughs) was some guy who took, like, a Pokemon trainer from the latest game. Yeah. And, like, aged her up and, like, gave her tits and, like, drew her in, like, 
a fucking thong and garters and shit. And somebody was like, that's fucking gross. And it's like, she's clearly aged up in this photo. Like, blah, blah, blah. Bruh, but your inspiration was a, a child. child. Duh. <laughs> Anyway, so that seems to be the main reason. So now all these sites are taking it down, even in Japan. Right. Tokyo MX, which is a Kanto-based network, um, took it down on February 7th. Apparently Amazon had it as well, and they have taken it down. Uh, Funimation took it down. And, of course, the Chuds are not happy. Oh, weep tears, you say? (laughs) Oh, my God, Kate, I haven't had weep tears in so long. We have forgotten how wonderful and refreshing... Weeb tears are. Oh, my God, Kate. Oh, oh, he's getting them. We always keep some on hand. Fresh off the vine, y'all. Oh. Let me taste your tears, weebs. And he will. Let me taste your tears. You mad? You mad because your, your child-porny anime is being taken off the airwaves and you might have to bootleg it? It's not like it's going anywhere. It's like you're not going to be able to see it. No. It's not like in, you know, three months there's going to be some uncensored DVD with even more filth on it for you to enjoy. And yet, here mm. you are crying. And that delights us. Ah, but the feminists, though. We're just terrible, are we? It's all us. I love being a feminist and making people cry. It is one of my favorite things. So anyway, Garbage. <laughs> hot garbage. The hottest garbage. Hot trash fire garbage. Oh, the world's a dumpster fire. Yeah. But anyways, I'm glad these people are taking it down. And also, weeb tears are great. Weeb tears are great. Yeah. Faint hint of lime. Updates. Updates. Did you watch anything this week? Nope. God, what have you been doing with your life? Looking Re- at wedding dresses. Reading. Reading? Yeah. Well, that could be an update, too. What have you been reading? Um, The Garden Party uh, and other short stories by someone whose name I've forgotten. Just let me look it up. <laughs> well, Kate looks it up. I'll talk about a couple of other things I watched. Uh, continuing on Silicon Valley. Watched a few more episodes of that. Continues to be delightful. I still don't find it... Anxiety-inducing? Well, I don't find it that anxiety-inducing because I have also decided that with its return this season, I was going to pay another visit to the world of Larry David. Oh, no. <laughs> Your man's watching Curb again, y'all. No. <laughs> yeah. Again, not week to week, it ain't bad. And I do like skip ahead because mm-hmm. HBO half hours are sometimes not any better than HBO hours. It's like, you, this could have been 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? We don't have enough 15 minute shows in our I'm lives. I'm just tapping the, yeah, tapping the 10 second skip mm-hmm. to get ahead of that. Um, a lot of the talk, I didn't think that. Curb really did like ongoing stories. I thought right. it was real, like like it was like Seinfeld the sequel, right? It was mm-hmm. like here's a half hour, you can piece together very quickly who the characters are and what their relationships are, and right. just watch this guy be an asshole and wait for somebody to tell him the fuck off and laugh. Oh, it's Faulty Towers. Sure. Oh my god, you've never seen Faulty Towers? Not to any great degree. No, I'm aware it exists, but oh my god, it's just Faulty Towers, but but American. So the underlying story, like the ongoing story mm-hmm. this season is Me Too based. Larry gets Me Too'd okay. by his assistant. Yeah. And because he's Larry David, he keeps like fucking up. He yeah. gets, he, it's not the assistant initially. He does weird things with the assistant. Like he cleans his glasses, like with a thing dangling off of her shirt, which is just like, it's a, it's just, just fucking weird. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, it's not 
even like a sexually harassing thing. It's just a weird thing to do where he like, you know, she, she has some weird tattoo and he doesn't want it. She doesn't want to tell him about it. And mm-hmm. he like, because shit like that just doesn't make sense to him. And he's like a weird Jewish neurotic, like the probably like <laughs> spectrum adjacent, like, you know, yeah. like, like what? What you know? Was some big secret? But you get a tattoo of it and just show it to the world. And you're like, nobody's supposed to ever ask about that. If you want to keep it secret, why don't you put it on your ass? Right. Like yeah. And then the assistant gets a phone call from this server at a party he goes to, who ends up like accusing him of all this shit. Well, he does end up doing it. He wants pigs in a blanket. Right. And the server keeps going by. She doesn't have any, so he follows her into the pantry because yeah. he wants a, He wants the pigs in the blanket. He wants to be there when she reloads the tray. <laughs> She's like, you've been following me all night. But I was like, I just want pigs in a blanket. Like, and she goes to leave and he ends up touching her tit. And like, Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and also, they realize that the guy who plays his manager looks like Harvey Weinstein. And they have oh. really leaned into it and, like, given him, like, the no-tie, like, white shirt with the dark suit. So he'll, like, be talking to his manager, Jeff, Jeff Garland. And somebody will walk in and be like, you're friends with this monster? No, no, he's not. He's not Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> And ultimately, what ends up happening, he keeps having all these, like, mishaps with, like, he keeps fucking up every time he tries to do something. He's, I didn't know his ex-wife was dating Ted Danson now. This must have happened in a previous season. Amazing. So he tries to side sit. Yeah. He ends up fucking his ex-wife. And he's trying to, like, get back together with her. And he tries to side sit her at the restaurant. What is that? It's like how you're sitting to me. Yeah. Like, if you were across from me. Right. This is apparently, like, in the world of Curb, more intimate. Oh, like you're, okay. you're at a restaurant, you're side sitting. Yeah. It's not like directly next to me, but like you're, the table's not across from us. Yeah. That's appropriate. This is inappropriate. Right. So like he does this with his ex-wife and when she's like, I don't think we should get back together. Like, that's not a good idea. He like goes back to like across from her. Right. But somebody had seen him side sitting and told Ted Danson. <laughs> so Ted Danson confronts him. He's like, no, I side sit with everybody. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's having a good, you know, reconciliatory dinner with the or lunch with the assistant right and he sees ted dancing come in he's like oh fuck he's like tries to side sit the <laughs> assistant to prove that he side sits with everybody yeah she's like you can't side sit next to me he's like no i have to like i have to side sit and he's like waving at ted dancing and he just keeps fucking himself like that because right. some, of something else he does to the point where <sighs> there's this whole subplot where he's like opening a spite store because he's mad at the coffee shop so he's opening a coffee shop directly next <laughs> to it to put it out of business <laughs> right and he wants these scones and he offers the assistant, they're on their way to a lawyer meeting, and he's still trying to patch things up, offers her a scone. She eats the scone. She starts choking. <laughs> and he's like, goes to give her the Heimlich, but he doesn't know where to oh. grab. And that's, this is what we come to, because that bit especially, I don't know if she's dead. Like, she collapses. Right. And that's where it ends. I don't know if that's, I don't know if she's dead now and the problem's solved, but it's like, right. it's similar to like, I haven't seen Joker. We all know that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the chatter about Joker was like, is this going to enable, like, certain Behavior. elements of that right. community? And I worry. I don't, not that I worry, but, like, you wonder if, like, some people are going to look at a scene like that in Curb and be like, well, he's totally right. Well, they, what am I supposed to do? They already do that. Yeah. It's <laughs> already, like, oh, the whole scientific community is like, oh, well, I'm not going to have any longer any like female students in my laboratory because they're going to accuse me of sexual assault i'm not going to stream my stupid video games with a woman because people are going to think we're fucking and say shit and yeah like it's already begun how about just don't sexually assault or be horrible you can just you can do it that way that'd be great or you know girls are gross and stay on your side of the room or that um 
So that those bits are always like, eh, but then there's a bit where he realizes that if he goes out and buys a MAGA hat, no one's going to bother him. <laughs> he doesn't want to go to lunch with this guy and he gets ro- like roped into it and he gets the table first and he's sitting there with the MAGA hat on. The guy comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, no, actually, I have to go. It's like, oh, you have to go? That's terrible. I was really excited about this lunch. To the point where he's got it on and he cuts a biker off in traffic. <laughs> and the biker's like, I'm going to kick your ass, buddy. And he rolls the window down. He's like, I'm so sorry. And the biker's like, just be more careful next time. <laughs> it's like, it's the best thing I ever bought. Curb's a hard hang. Uh, yeah. I could not, even for a second. I just, I'm just fascinated. I mean, it's the same thing with Seinfeld, but it even seems like more granular right. than Seinfeld, where you can spend like 15 minutes talking about like the, the big goodbye. Yeah. Or you're at a party and you don't mm-hmm. want to talk to somebody, so you avoid them all night. Yeah. And then you do give them the big goodbye yeah. at the end of the night, which is more polite, I guess, than an Irish goodbye, which is what I normally do. Which is just, boom, you just gone. leave. Yeah. The big goodbye is like, I avoid you all night, but then I see you and I'm like, oh my God, Kate. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't see you all night. I got to go. Like, Yeah. Well, but I soon though. We'll hang soon though. Soon. Totally get yeah. <laughs> the big goodbye. Put that in the back pocket that for later. <laughs> uh, what else? I, I tried to watch The Outsider. And similar to my story about Aaron Hernandez. The Outsider. It's the it's on HBO right now. It's based on a Stephen King novel. Oh, yes. It is. <laughs> Again, this kid's going to be like, nope. It's like Supernatural Night of. I, I, see, the thing is, I was curious and I knew I couldn't watch it. So I just read the uh, Wikipedia entry. Mm. So I know everything that happens. Um, Richard Price is writing it. And this is not his usual. Like, I love Richard Price. I love his novels. I've loved other stuff he's done. This is not usually his bag mm-hmm. to go like supernatural like this right and similar to how my companion got as far as like aaron hernandez played football <laughs> <laughs> your man got as far as hello i'm jason bait <laughs> oh poor jason bateman his face is just boring just a real gray hbo hour-long show and it was i was not in the horizontal in bed was not the way to, on an ipad was not Mm-mm. the way to try to watch that show maybe no. if i'm like up uh, the banner item this week is possibly, uh, we're banking this week, friends, so I might save book talk for later, but, so the banner item this week out in the world is probably Lock and Key, right. which is the long in development adaptation of the graphic novel series by Joe Hill, and I don't know who. I, I've never read it. I don't, didn't know anything about it. I knew it was a thing because I was a fan of Joe Hill's work and um, had like paid attention to his stuff and when it seemed like he wasn't really writing novels and he was going off and really devoting time to this graphic novel like i knew it existed and i'd heard good things about it from people whose graphic novel opinions i respected so yeah it's by joe hill and gabriel rodriguez uh came out came out on idw don't know how long it ran for, but it's been done for a while now. And I feel like this was in development forever. Mm-hmm. And then finally it was like, oh, no, it's coming to Netflix. I'm like, oh, word. Um, and I randomly ended up watching it. And I don't know if the graphic novel is this like. Spooky? No. Oh. Riverdale. Oh, I see. A lot of teen shit. Yeah. A lot of high school. Yeah. Like the graphic novels made it seem like it was super dark and goth oh, okay, and like right. that type of thing. Yeah. Basically this, you know, mom and her three kids like moved to the her husband's her dead husband's childhood home yeah yeah that he left and they never really knew anything about but they still own this house in massachusetts it looks like fucking you know bates motel type shit right um and there are all these keys throughout the house yeah that like 
do different things. Yeah. The creepiest one is probably the one that, like, if you hold it, a keyhole opens in the back of your neck. Oh, no. And you stick the key in the back of your neck, and then you basically, like, pop out of your body. Yeah. And a representation of, like, your brain and, like, your consciousness and your memories will be there. Like, the youngest kid, it's like a toy box. Uh. The middle child, it's like a very organized mall, which would probably be what yours looks like. <laughs> Maybe. Um, there's like one her. where you just kind of, like, drop dead and now you're a ghost, like, if you, like, put it in a door. And there's this woman who was, like, in a well when they got there and the, that the youngest kid finds. And she has a stake in one of these keys. And there's, like, some sea cave with a big blue door with an Omega sign on it type of thing. Like, we don't... They find they find this tree that sprouts memories of, like, someone. And, like, they see this one of their dad, like... <laughs> spoilers for this show, if you're going to watch <laughs> it. Um, of their dad, like, killing some kid, like... My God. So there's a lot of that stuff going on, but like the ratio is not the best. Okay. It's like spooky shit. Yeah. Keys in the back of your neck. I'm here for that. Oh, middle child is, you know, starting a relationship with the boy at the ice cream shop. I don't care. Right. Move it along. Right. This is very Sabrina for me. But it's, you know, I'm seven episodes in because that's how I spent my Saturday evening. It's just like roll through lock and key. Whereas I was like, no more Sabrina. (laughs) Um. So, I mean, I, I, it's not a reco, like you're never going to get it. Yeah. I'm not really recoing it for anybody, but right. it's out there. I'm happy to see it finally exist. The work of Joe Hill when it's on, I guess I kind of felt like reading a Joe Hill, like short story collection or a novel. Like you'll have these moments that are like, Ugh. like there are some ideas there, mm-hmm. but then there'll be like some, womp, 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 maybe womp. I'll take a look at the graphic novel. I kind of want to like at least thumb through a graphic novel to see like, right. was this added were these notes? Yeah. Was this a network being like, we need more human, human drama? We never need more human drama. Get some, get some kids Swipe in there doing kid stuff. Being angry or being sad. <laughs> You're so angry and sad all the time. White people. Jeez. White um, people uh, so having yes, fun. The short story. So no more Sabrina. And I was like, I'm reading now. <laughs> and then I wrote, I, there's a short story collection um, that by Kate Mansfield. Kate Mansfield. Yes. Uh, it's called The Garden Party and Sounds Other Stories. Sounds old. Uh, it is old. And um, really a fantastic writer, but I don't know if I like the way the stories are structured. The first one, I think it's called Seashore or By the Sea or something like that. It's basically the chapters are like little snippets of a day. Um mm-hmm. Which, she sets things up really, really well. She does this cool thing where animals just speak like normal people. Like, obviously, in their heads. But it's just like, um, that dog's an idiot, said Treasure the Light Cat. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like full-on sentences. No impressions, just animals speak like humans. Um, that I thought was interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, fantastic writer. I'm not very far in. Um, but I will let everyone know. How it is, hopefully by next week. I'm trying to read a book a week, including graphic novels, um, because there's a lot of books. Um, And so far, so good. Um, I'm still working on some stuff, but yeah. that's And I didn't watch anything. I don't know what I was doing this week. I know. I've been reading as well. You'll have to get those stories next week. Oh, there you go. Those are the only stories I have left for when (laughs) we double up this week. Friends. Yeah beefier than i thought it was going to be but it's often how it goes with us there once we, we get yammering we get yammering we yammer There's a couple yammers people like yammering <laughs> do they 
Yeah. I hope you do. We've literally been told that the chit chat is their favorite part. Maybe we a lot of chit chat next week because we got nothing left. Just gave it all to you. Just sprayed it, sprayed all that news in your it's face. True. We wanted to make sure you were up to date. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that as you, you're going by the nerd water cooler that you had something to talk about. <laughs> you have something to talk about because we yeah. care a lot. Always. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the things we brought each other. I'm so excited. BRB. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the program. This is the part of the show where Caitlin and I will talk about the things we brought each other. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cartoon Club, back in effect. Oh, yeah. Next to this week and next week. And next week. So many cartoons for y'all. So many cartoons. But before we get into it, we have rules. We do. And there are three of them. There are. The first one is the rule of three. Give the thing a chance to be what it's going to be by watching three parts. Only half applicable. Half applicable. Second rule, hashtag, save it for the pod. We want to give you guys the hottest of takes. It doesn't matter how old the thing is we watched. We want you guys to not know exactly what we think about it until we are sitting in front of these microphones. I gave Caitlin a title. That's it. I don't know if she found it. I don't know if she watched it. I don't know a damn thing. Nope. I'm just going on assumptions. I gasped when uh, Jordan told me he hadn't seen this thing and then gave it to him. And I just assume he watched it. (laughs) And I did. Excellent. Good to know. See? Didn't even know that. Rule number three. Not so much a rule as a policy. It's that there will be spoilers. Do you even care this week? I probably spoiled more about <laughs> lock and key in the front half of the show than we could ever spoil about these things that we have this week. One, because it's so old. So old. And the other, because... <laughs> slice of life. You can't spoil slice of life. You really can't. So, we like to alternate. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to start with the thing... I brought Caitlin, and I wanted an anime. Yep. And an anime in a while. Yep. Love me some anime. And I went looking out there in the world for, like, what really what really moved the needle for people right. in 2019? Because if you don't know, anime has seasons. It does have seasons. This four... is something that I learned when I came to the show. <laughs> there are four seasons, as with the calendar. Yep. So true with anime. And I really, nothing really moved the needle for me much in 2019. Mm-hmm. I can't really, I don't I wasn't on board for anything that really dropped. Right. I know everybody was watching Demon Slayer. Everybody loves Demon Slayer. But like, I've read the synopsis. I may check it out. Right. But it just sounds like Shonen du jour. If the second somebody yells, I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> like, the second a teenage boy yells on an anime anymore, I'm like, if they're yelling about being the best or like strongest unless, or defeating somebody. Like, unless it's Hood Wars. <laughs> or Haiku. Yelling is only permissible when cooking or playing volleyball. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Not if Those you're, are the rules. Not if, your name, not if your name is Bakugo. Not if you... No. Not if you are fighting demons. Yeah. None of that. And we know also, as given our discussion about interspecies reviewers from yeah. the front half of the show, mm-hmm. there's what weebs like. Yes. And what we like. Yeah. Not making a make an interlocking finger sign. Yeah, it's, very, very, it's, the, it's the smallest Venn diagram. Very rare that happens. Yeah. And I'm weebier, I'm obviously weebier than Caitlin. Yeah. But like, I have my limits. Mm-hmm. So I go over to Ye Old Anime Feminist. Yeah. Which, shouts to Amelia. I don't even know if you're involved with that site anymore. If you just built it and was like, bye, getting married. But, but take care, everyone. Apparently he's enjoying it. Um, 
and wanted to see like what they were liking and a lot of things that I recognize that were kind of like out there. Yeah. And some things I don't ever care to watch, but there was one title. I was like, I'd never heard of that. Huh. Never heard of it. And it was called Chubyo Gekihatsu Boy or Outburst Dreamer Boys. Mm-hmm. And I read the description and it's kind of like a reverse harem type thing, but never really seemed like romantic. No. And is another one of these shows that's about nerds being nerds. Yep. And loving their nerd stuff. Yep. And I was like, let me check that out. And Caitlin knows mm-hmm. the exact reason why about 10 minutes into this show, I was like, oh my God. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> 10 minutes into the show, I was like, oh my God. I know that feel, bro. So this is a, I don't even know what the hell it was based off of. It's directed by Kazuya Ichikawa. Here is our summary. Mizuki Hijiri is a high school girl who just transfers into her new school. Of course. As always a transfer student. Yeah. At her new school, she has a fateful encounter with boys suffering from, oh, this is interesting, Chunibyo, which is adolescent delusions of grandeur. That's just teenagers. That's what that's what that term is. Uh, there's Noda, who dreams of becoming a hero, the tragically handsome Otaku Takashima, who only likes 2D girls, Nakamura, the supposedly reincarnated angel or devil, and the self-professed string puller, Sukumu. Basically, she shows up wearing an eye patch yeah. and the nerds in her class, because she has a infection or something or she just you know got a sty in her eye so she's wearing this eye patch and all the nerds think that means obviously <laughs> she has hidden powers and she's the missing piece for their hero club yep. and stupidity ensues <laughs> ensues from there yeah this is not changing the world this is another slice of life anime that like honestly i think i've only had time to watch one episode more than the three caitlin would have yeah um it's always a mixed bag i'm generally more delighted by these than by default yeah than caitlin is yeah the Anime Feminist Review, it wasn't like anybody was really putting this out there mm-hmm. as like one of the best of the year. It's just like, here's a weird sleeper that was way better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm always drawn to those more. And when they were like, it's about nerds being nerds. And it's not like a dude with a bunch of nerd girls. It's a girl with a bunch of nerd dudes. That and are friends. And that they're, they're just friends. Like yeah. nobody's, they think she has superpowers and yeah. should join their hero She's squad. She's pink. Yes, they all have colors like Power Rangers. Yeah. Um. So I don't, I just feel I need to like step out of the lane and be like, hey, Kate. Yeah. I brought you more stupid. Yeah. How'd you like that stupid? It was stupid. <laughs> good stupid or bad stupid? Um, There were moments where it was really good stupid and there were moments where I was like, li- like, it was really funny because a character in the third episode is like, oh God, those guys are so cringy. And I was like, yeah, there are moments where I'm like, oh, so, especially when the- Caitlin, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> especially when the- Black. I'm just going to call them by their colors. Who is half angel, half half demon? Who has been doing the dramatic pushing of my glasses onto my nose because that's what they always do. And the smirk, the like, the just showing the mouth smirk. Um, Shing. Yeah, I have met people like that. (laughs) That's the thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You you watch these shows about nerds, and you're like, <laughs> now, a negative character, which I was delighted by, was Yellow, who is in love with his... What's, what's Yellow do? He, he, it's not a tappy-tappy game. It's not quite a tappy-tappy game, no. but it's clearly had some of the same gotcha mechanics as a tappy-tappy game. And he's got a girlfriend in the tappy-tappy game. His, his, his girl. Everybody's got a best girl. His best girl, um, who I guess he, whenever he's like trying to get cards or do something and he, it was the fucking, like when he was drawing for gotchas yes. and like the fucking present box opened up, I was like, 
Oh, no. <laughs> and and he didn't get the present, and he was devastated. Oh, I know that feel, bro. And I was like, oh, my God, Jordan's yellow. <laughs> I know what real women are like, Caitlin. <laughs> they're, oh, yeah. they're confusing. <laughs> they make no sense to me. They demand so much. Mm, mm-hmm. Like attention. Wow. Um, anyways, so yeah, that was great. And then of course in the second episode, when there's the prospect of him, like even pretending to date this girl, right? he's like, he like dies. He's like, Oh no. Like just totally clams up because basically they have formed a hero club. Yes. Um, because <laughs> you always need a fifth member. Yep. So because get... that because you need five. If I know anything about the <laughs> Japanese school system, is that to have a club you need five members. You can have a club least. about whatever you want. You have but to. You have need five members. Member. Yeah. Um, and I initially thought the first episode is like people are. Was it? They think she's being attacked or like targeted by yes. bullies or something. No, by by the secret agency that's after them. <laughs> sure. Um. And it turns out it's just some, this, the class rep is like reaching out to her and like, you know, and welcoming being, her into her class. And they're like, being very friendly. Yes. And this is a guy who asked her to date him and he's getting jealous and yeah. stupid about it. So they're trying to find one of them to pretend to be and her he's boyfriend. And stalking her. Basically. <laughs> and basically Black, who is the half angel, half demon reincarnated soldier, um, basically weirds him out enough that he never talks to her again, which is great, which is exactly what she wanted. Um, see, I watched these so long ago and just kind of like gorge four episodes at once. They kind of all blur together, so I don't yeah. know what happens in well, which. They, they kind of do blur together. Like the first three <laughs> They're episodes. They're designed to blur together. Yeah, the first three episodes really like blur. Like it's almost like one little story. Um, and then, you, but you are questioning like do they really have powers? Like at one point you're just like, do they? Cause she keeps on getting this weird, like sense, like a spidey sense about things. Every time it cuts to like what they're seeing in their head to yes. what's actually happening. Like, you're kind of like, I want that anime. I want an anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want an anime about these kids actually having powers. Yeah. The one kid who like thinks he's in mass rider type of thing. Yeah. He's a power ranger. He's, He's kind of charming. I can't, I can't deny he's, What's he's a sweetheart. What's with his stupid hat, though? It's his, like, you know... Finn hat. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like Master Rider has. Like Ultraman has. Yeah, but it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. God. Um, uh, and they do try to, like, their hero club is to, like... I think you see in the third episode. Is it in the third episode or the fourth episode? Like, you see, like, some of the old ladies in the community and type stuff like thanking well, them for stuff that they've was, done in like, the third episode the when they're getting that kettle out of the river the lady they got the kettle for was like thank you again for getting that kettle um there and one of them calls her like the goddess of the harvest and the other one's like thanks old lady whatever nakamura or whatever it is um so yeah and then i they were at a shrine why, why were they at a shrine because the they had to go to the a shrine. cat they had to save the cat right which was because the the ambivalent one with the he's not pink but he's got pink hair he's purple he's purple mm-hmm they find they bump into a couple of his younger siblings and they've yeah. lost their cat, right? And they have to find the cat and the yeah, and they they all drop one by one. Yeah, and really, he wasn't just being mysterious and had powers. He just had issues with coffee, like he was having like IBS coffee issues. <laughs> yeah, um, and I kind of love her because she's 
half like, oh, fuck, not again. But also, like, this is actually hilarious and amazing. This is the more interesting things than what happened to me normally. So. Yeah. And, like, nerds, but, like, fun nerds. And nobody's trying to fuck her or woo her. or no. And I... There may have been fan service once or twice, but I don't recall it being super like, overt. No, it wasn't overt. There was, like, one shot where her friend who's trying to not date this guy has, like, her boobs in a shot. I'm <laughs> like, that was not necessary. Um, but, yeah, no, not too bad. Um, but, yeah, it's just this really weird, silly thing. Um, I know from the, the, the intro and just at the very end of the third episode... There is a karaoke hero. There's another guy who shows up. He speaks English all the time. Green hair. Green hair. I have seen that episode because I wanted to see him show up. Mm-hmm. He's cousins with Purple. That like makes they, sense. They yeah. know each other. Um, I don't recall even what the... They were in Home Ec. There's a whole thing where they were like in Home Ec. And yeah. like, and like I don't know why he ends up joining the hero club, but... He is a karaoke hero. Yes. His, his family, his like father owns like a record label or something. And he was in America He's and like transfers back in the world with his voice. I'm guessing, <laughs> possibly. Anyways, so yes, this is stupid, but like fun, stupid. And it's like it's not. Sometimes clearly their classmates like think they're fucking crazy weird, but they're oh, not yeah. like they're not mean overtly to them. mean about it. there's no like yeah. bullying storylines or anything like that they're just these weirdos who like like the things they like and yeah and but also a part of it is like oh that's awkward <laughs> or like when they find his like it's fucking manga underneath the bed under bed where he's like writing his story about being a half demon half angel and though they're not like but he's got it all worked out and they're also but they're also nice they're like wow he's a really good artist <laughs> like um, His fucking budgie that's always like berating him and people, <laughs> people around. <laughs> so there's like these parts that are funny, but also these parts that are cringy where you're like, like they show what they see in their head versus like what you're really seeing. And it's ridiculous. Though, again, the, the main female character is like, he must have really practiced those moves. He's <laughs> really good at it. Like the thing with the flute. Like he's like... <laughs> Or, like, he tries to do the song and the budgie doesn't come back. He's like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, anyway, so. And even then when they have to clean clean the shrine at the end of that episode, <laughs> she's like, this isn't that bad, actually. Yeah. It's a nice way to spend spend an evening. I really hope we get more with Purple's expanded uh, family. family. He's got, <laughs> so far, there's. Four, four sisters? Six sisters. No, it's it's four sister. Uh, so, no, you're right. Six sisters, two brothers. Or, no, one brother and then him. So so far, seven kids. I'm there has to be more. Like I just feel like his family is just gonna be this massive family. They were waiting for him to cook, right? That was the thing. They didn't know how, yeah. to, eat, didn't know how to eat till he came back and cooked something. Yeah. Even the older ones. They're being mean to him about it. <laughs> so I mean, it's a stupid show. Yeah. And you know I love the stupid, like sleeper, like quiet. It's relatively comfy. We haven't had a comfy show in a while. Yeah, it's very comfy. I don't know if this is going to make Kate's rotation by any means. There are no stakes in this show. Zero. Zero. It's like negative. <laughs> negative 10 stakes in this show. <laughs> How does that translate to kick punches? Uh, it's like a seven. It's it's not bad. The writing is good. The characters are great. Animation's um, pretty good, too. Looks good for, for a TV show. Yeah. And um, it's just that there's not really... A story, right? Like, that's... Not yet. And, I mean, I'm not even far enough along to know if there will be one, but... There is something definitely, like, the the uh, priest at the shrine says something to the 
I, I hate that I don't know her character. I'm just going to call her Pink. Pink, where he's like, it must be a burden. And she's like, huh? And I think she might actually have powers. Like, I don't know this for sure because that's not the show. The show is just that they all want to have powers or delusional and think they have powers and want to be heroes. But it's just weird. She, you keep on getting, like, flashes of her having some sort of sense. Could just be she's very, like, you know, very up on her, what's it called? You know, I don't have it. Uh, where you can really figure out your surroundings. Situational awareness? Yeah. She just might have really great situational awareness. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I'll probably stick with it off and on. Yeah. Please tell me if something develops. I, I will. Yeah. Great. Um, that's on most places mm-hmm. where you find these things. You know what's on Disney Plus? What's on Disney Plus? Tell the people, Kate. Oh, that's right. The thing you could- I gave it to you thing you couldn't wait to give me the thing that you gave me something else and then you were like wait wait a second have you seen this and, and I, I said no and she screamed in all caps yeah i did um the only notes i have for this like i'm gonna read the whole wikipedia thing but the only notes i have for this are let's get down to business to defeat the huns because it's the best disney song of all time um <clears throat> That's right, folks. It is the 1998 Mulan film, which Jordan has somehow not seen. Don't understand. What? Is, what? Mulan is a 1998 American animated musical historical action adventure film. We know how much I love when they just squish these 400, things together. 400 adjectives. Uh, produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation. It is based on the Chinese legend of Hua Mulan and was Disney's 36th animated feature. Um... It has a pretty good um, voice cast. Like, the big standout is Eddie Murphy, um, who plays Mushu. Mushu? Mushu. Mushu. So, I'm just going to... And most of you have probably at least seen it. Um, but if not, um, the plot is that the Huns, who are led by the ruthless Shan Yu, invade Han China by breaching the Great Wall. The Chinese emperor orders a general mobilization uh, with conscription notices requiring one man from each family to join the Chinese army. When Fa Mulan hears that her elderly father, Fa Zhu, the only man in their family and an army veteran, is once more to go to war, she becomes anxious and apprehensive due to his weakening health. He's got like a bad leg from the last war. Taking her father's old armor, she disguises herself as a man so that she can enlist instead of her parent. Um, the family quickly learns of her departure, and Mulan's grandmother pl- prays to the family ancestors for Mulan's safety. The ancestors order their great stone dragon to protect Mulan. However, through mishap, a small dragon named Mushu... Oh, mishap. <laughs> a disgraced former guardian is sent to awaken the stone dragon, uh, but accidentally destroys it in the process, which Mushu conceals from the ancestors and resolves to protect Mulan himself with an adorable cricket. Um... So, yeah, uh, this film came out right before I hit, no, right around junior high. I love this film. Um, People of my generation, like, the songs in this film are fantastic. I would say after that, like, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Aladdin, like, peak, they had Pocahontas, I think, and then this came out. And this was, to me, one one of the best Disney animated films. It's just catchy and fun and... I know we talked about strong female leads, but this was, like, one of the first. 
um, at least that I saw. And I just enjoyed Eddie Murphy in this. I enjoyed the voice acting. Um, and I know he's not a huge Disney fan, but Jordan, what did you think? You know what else it is? What? 90 minutes. <laughs> Which, of course, we know Jordan loves. It's like an automatic six if it's oh, 90 yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. You're not eyes, eyes to curl. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what did you think? Upon watching it, and like you need, you mentioned, like, so I was like, not that I was ever going to really have a Disney moment, but yeah. like, I was over the, it says 98? Yes. I was, I was 21. Yeah. So Disney. See, for me, I'm like, I went to go see Frozen in theaters, y'all. So like. Disney was not really my jam. I was there for the like. Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Lion King, mm-hmm. Aladdin run. Like, I was there for that. Yeah. I've watched most of those. Not even for myself, just people I was around like, mm-hmm. liked them and wanted to watch them. But by this point, I think by the time Pocahontas hit, I was like, ooh, what's going on And then there? they had, like, I don't know what order, but it was, like, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan right. was, like, and Pocahontas was okay. And I've recently heard someone, someone I know on Facebook was commenting on how they, like, went back and watched Hunchback on Disney Plus ooh, and was like, Man, that's it's, a rough hang. It's a mess. The thing is a mess because it's like it's too dark and it it has vibes of like the Black Cauldron where it's just yeah. like it's too dark, it's too evilly and it it's scary and sad. <laughs> um but for 98, like it's kind of wild to me that they did this movie. Yeah. You know white people? Oh, I know white people. Ain't no Oh, wh- oh, oh, no white people. Yeah, exactly. Ain't no white people. Nope. Um, I did go back and look at the voice cast and I'm looking at it right now and it's like, oh, you tried. Yeah. Most of, most of it. Yeah. Yeah. We got Ming-Na Wen. got Ming-Na Wen. She's in there. Pat yeah. Morita, George Takei, Donnie Osmond. Mm, it's a little rough, but. <laughs> yeah. Donnie Osmond was in a lot of stuff in 98 though. <laughs> um, so I mean, I don't know why these movies always have to be musicals. Because it's fabulous. I, I, I have no soul. So like, that's just me. Like, I don't know. How are you telling me you did not. Oh, you were not delighted by these songs? No. What? How? You were singing your Hun song, and yeah. I was like, oh, this one just like felt like Broadway, and I was like, calm down. Be a man. It's so good. I sing it in the shower. It's one of my go-tos. What, what you do when you're off time is God. your business. Fine. You have no soul, right? I don't know why there have to be, why there have to be songs all the time. Because it makes it amazing. I we just went through that. did not think they were exceptionally good songs. What? It wasn't no Arabian Nights. It wasn't no. Uh, was no friend like me. It was no. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> it wasn't even Colors of the Wind. No, Colors of the Wind is not better. Yeah, I said it. Wow, that is your hot take. <laughs> Something blue corn moon. Vaguely racist. <laughs> <laughs> Not vaguely, folks. Not vaguely. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't watch Pocahontas. Um, but the movie itself, I was actually pretty pretty impressed by. Mm-hmm. Um, again, probably owing to the quick clip of the runtime. Yeah. Um, I liked the stakes that mm-hmm. she had. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, they say I can't do stuff, so I'm going to do it anyway. Like, that, I don't. Yeah. Okay, cool. G.I. Jane, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was like her elderly father with the bum leg is going to have to go off to war. Yeah. And that's why she does it. Like, I'm, I, I like those stakes. I like that motivation more yeah. than just like, I need to prove something to the men. Yeah. Um, Even though that's fine. <laughs> this version was better. 
they're still, you know, Disney going to Disney. So they're like the moments with the ancestors and like when some new Jack swing song starts at the end as they're celebrating the victory. <laughs> it's like, you did a good job, Mushu. Come back to the Guardians. Oh, we're dancing ghosts. This is fun. <laughs> Toss my head around. What? Stop. Um, so good. It's like, it's like that thing with like. Disney sometimes to me just strikes me as like there are all these moments in Disney movies where like this is what old people think kids think will will be funny. Yeah. And I was delighted by it as a child. Lame ass child. <laughs> wow. But as far as like I wish she would have done more. She like defeated the Huns twice. What else do you want? Kind of by fluke, like not by fluke at all. One, she very smartly the the, 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 avalanche. the avalanche. The avalanche was smart, and then two, she like uses her cool ass scarf technique to get the sword out of his hand, and then he explodes into fireworks. I'm just saying, the live action looks like she's going to do more, and I'm. But there's a stupid sorcerer. She's going to fight the sorcerer. The, wi- the witch thing is is. Yeah, I don't know if we need that. We do not need that. Although, give Gong Li all the money in the world. Gong Li and Michelle Yeoh can both get all That's the money true. in the world. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh should be in everything. Um, Why was Michelle Yeoh not in Mulan? That's a very good question. Why wasn't... I'm Now you just got knocked up. <laughs> Why wasn't Michelle Yeoh in this What movie? the hell? No. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so... I I liked... I mean, I loved her as a character. Yeah. I loved her family. Mm-hmm. Um, the Three Stooges... Oh yeah. Well, that's just you know, like that's par for the course. Whatever. They kept they kept the magical animals yeah. low. Just just a cricket and just a cricket and a dragon. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Don't need more than that. Yeah. Cricket, I cricket like, didn't even I like do a horse. lot. Oh right, the horse. Well, the horse. Nah, I'm not counting the horse. Okay. What was the moment? It was that Disney thing where like the horse like falls over and laughs, and I can't remember what I was laughing at, but I legitimately <laughs> thought it was funny. Me and the horse were like, yeah, solid. I agree. I agree with you, horse. That was fun, some funny shit. Um. <laughs> No, I liked I liked her. I liked the general storyline. I liked I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I wish she had been done more overtly badass stuff to my standards of badassery. I mean, it was fine. But it was nineteen ninety eight. Women were only allowed to do so much. <laughs> Eventually, big strong BD Wong's got to come in <laughs> and do some stuff. He got shot with an arrow, though. He did. I was amazed. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is getting shot with arrows in mm-hmm. in Disney movies? Um. I'm always down for any scene. I don't know what it is in my makeup, mm-hmm. but any scene where like an entire city full of people like bows for somebody. Yeah. Like, like that get scene. You all choked up, man. Like that scene in Lord of the Rings where like everybody bows for the hobbits. Yeah. Like. Oh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> my friends, you bow to no one. <laughs> so when they do that for Milan at the end of the movie, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> um, also like that's heavily implied. Yeah. Her and homeboy are going to get together at the end of it, but it's not like they don't they don't kiss at the end of the it movie. It doesn't end in a marriage, so it ends in her making up with her father. Bless, yeah. Um, and I like the scene where she's like, you know, I'll honor the family. Look, here's this thing from the emperor. Here's this sword, and he just like chucks it, and he's like, <laughs> oh, it's making me choked up just thinking about it. <laughs> because the whole first half is like, I like the bit where she's like, you know, clearly all tomboyish, and they try to dollar up to go meet the matchmaker. Yeah. And she- I'm here. <laughs> She's got, like, straw in her hair. I, like, identify so hard with <laughs> yeah, that. Let's, let's be honest here. That's what Caitlin sees. Caitlin yeah. gets sent to the matchmaker. Why is the water so cold? It would have been warm if you were here on time. I know, mm-hmm. like, this movie, scene for scene. What's this on your on your arm? Notes <laughs> for if I forget. Lord. Um, 
you know I have a strong aversion to Disney. Yes. I manufactured happiness. You know where I'm going for my honeymoon, folks? Oh my God, seriously? Yeah, How I am. How's this not come up before now? I don't know, but that is exactly... I'm going to talk about it next episode, too. Wow. Okay, come back next week for that, friends. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I was just amazed, kind of amazed, that they made this movie when they did. Right. Like, 98? Yeah. It's kind of wild. That for, means for that Disney. it was in development in, in like 95, 96. So they sold the powers that be at Disney. Mm-hmm. Disney princesses, romance, that type of thing. Yeah. Somebody, I don't remember the guy's name, but I mean, it's based on a ancient Chinese myth. Yes. Um, myth, they did myth cha- folktale, whatever. They, sh- they changed quite a bit. Certainly they did. Um, But that this guy sold them on this story of, you know, a... Asian woman yeah. who goes off and fights in a war mm-hmm. and like saves China from the Huns. Yeah. Wild. Wild. That they actually gave them the money to do this. Yeah. And they did a decent job at it. I like the idea that like some people were just weren't, like, they were on like cocaine and weren't paying attention. <laughs> like they were just like, yeah, here, here's some money. <laughs> Somebody just sniffing, sniffing coke off a, uh, of a Robin Williams genie doll. <laughs> That's right. so, man, do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay, we 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 can take a mulligan on one of these. Go we, ahead. We've got a TV a, a Aladdin TV series. We're great. We'll take a mulligan. Go make your go make your China movie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I was impressed. It wasn't super like romancy or like pushing that agenda. I don't I don't know if she counts as a princess or not, but she is in the princess line of stuff. Is she? Yeah. I don't know if that's you're doing her dirt with that. Let her and what's the other one? Mira? I let them two run free. I well but she is actually a princess. Like a legit a princess. How? Wait which one are you talking about? You're not talking about the Scottish one. No, I'm talking about Mulan. Yeah, the Scottish one she actually is a princess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying Mulan and that other and and. Well, I'm saying yeah, let let them both run run free, but yeah, I guess technically, <laughs> via heritage, yeah, she is a princess, but let Mulan run free. She don't need to get in that princess. I think they should nonsense. have like a princess line and a warriors line. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who's gonna be there? Mulan. You're gonna be hearing about it for like the next two months. Yeah. The live action's coming out. Yeah. Kayla McKenna, are you going to see the live action, or is it nonsense to you? Not in theaters. I'm pretty disappointed about the non-musical nature of the <laughs> live action. Um, but I will see it when it's on Netflix or Disney or whatever. <laughs> Netflix. It I will know. not be on Netflix. Disney. Disney Plus. I still also, haven't watched the live... I, I still haven't watched the live action Aladdin, so I have to do that first. You gotta, get back, you gotta get back to me on that. I know. I just... Do they need to keep doing these? I don't know why they keep doing these. No, but more importantly, what are the kick punches? Oh, I'll give it like an eight. Okay. I'm satisfied with that. Didn't make me angry. That's always good. They don't need to keep on making these. There's only a couple of things that they need to do live actions of. What's that? Um, I can't remember, but there was basically That'll like... That'll be great. <laughs> It I was basically like, can we redo this? Like, like make a really good live action, The Black Cauldron, but make it good and not stupid. Um, yeah. I don't even, that was the, the Black, Black Cauldron was the Arthurian one, right? Um, kind, no, like, kind of, it's kind of set in that time, but it's just. Or did really, they have another one called Sword in the Stone? They had was, another one called oh, Sword okay. in the Stone. I do not remember what The Black Cauldron was. It was, it was freaky. It's not good. Um. <laughs> And not because it's freaky, just it's not well made. Um, 
the storyline is is rubbish. Um, but rubbish, rubbish. But like, I'd like them to do the frog and the princess, the princess and the frog again, and mm. not make it terrible. Yeah. Well, there you go, mm-hmm. friends. We got to do another one of these. We do for your ass. Yeah, we do. So we're gonna put a pin in it here. Boop. That's the pin sound. <laughs> That's the pin. Thanks for joining us, friends, as you do every week. It truly means the world to us. You can get at us on any of the socials, as mentioned at the top, primarily Twitter. We would be delighted to hear from you. Until next week, friends, my name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we hope you will join us next week for another fabtabulous episode of the Geek Down Podcast. You're goopy. Fucking dare you. I am not goopy at all. I am not goopy. I clean my ears every day. Goopy like Paltrow's vagina. What the hell? Straight goop. First of all, who's Paltrow? Second of all... Oh, oh, that Paltrow. Um, yeah, Your indignation peaked the mic. Well, I'm sorry you called me goopy. Oh my God.